Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Hello, hello. Welcome back. And we are glad to be back here again and talking to you and figuring out life uh, together. Uh, hey, Zach. Hi. How you doing? Good. You? Good, good. How was your break? Great. Yeah? Short. Yeah. <laughs> it feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I cannot get over how fast um, the calendar is going by, even though time seems to be going so slowly sometimes. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't have enough. It feels like I don't have enough time in my day. And yet I know I'm still having those wonderful chats and coffees with people and those moments that are great. It's March. Yeah. Welcome to March. So in two weeks, we're going to be two years into the pandemic. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's nuts. Yeah. Do you think, so this isn't topic, do you think we're done? Or do you think this is just like a reprieve again? I was looking at a post the other day. I actually saved it. There are <laughs> multiple provinces that I've announced finish dates. Finish dates. What's like, that mean? They're like, done all COVID stuff. Like never again to be reenacted, you mean? Well, I don't know about never again, but um, let's see. All COVID restrictions lifted. We've got Nova Scotia, March 21st. Newfoundland, March 14th, PEI, April 7th, Manitoba, March 15th, Alberta, Saskatchewan, are both March 1st. Oh, that's today. So they're done. All COVID restrictions. Wow. So that's vaccine passports. That's mask mandates. Um, Ontario has ended the vaccine passports today. Okay. That was a wild ride of four months. Or as of whatever it was. Whatever it was, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think but, it was just January 1st. Like, I don't like it's barely two months. Like, everybody so had to have it. Only Ontario, Quebec, New Brunswick, and BC haven't announced um, an end date for all things. What a massive make work project, eh? Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, I think we're done, but I don't know. I, I, I'm done predicting because yeah, I yeah. was told two years ago as people were saying, oh, they think it could last up to two years. And I was peeing myself laughing at the thought of that because that was just ridiculous right and i and i was so. saying i don't know <laughs> this could be like a four or five year cycle for us right like it's not like severe but i i don't know do you you wouldn't would you remember 9-11 like the yeah. whole 9-11 event yeah and so that was like severe severe restrictions like the first 12 24 mm. months were really crazy yeah but the ripple effect of that, we're still feeling today. Well, yeah. But not to the same extreme. Like as we've moved away, but things like every every person goes single file into an airport check. Yeah. Whereas before you just like kind of all went through. Went through. Like there was like just yeah. a giant archway that, you know, sometimes would beep and there'd be a security guard there. Now you like take your shoes off, take your belt off, like keys in a bucket. Everything. It's, it's not exactly a comparable situation. Spit out your fake situation teeth, put it in this baggie. Because with the airport thing, like that same threat could always exist if we ever loosen the restrictions, right? So yeah. like, whereas with COVID, for example, well, the, the threat of COVID will always, like it will be decreasing as people get it and 
herd immunity as it dies, that kind of thing. Um, I guess there's always like the possibility of other viruses. And so I think what we'll be telling is how quickly things come back in. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, there's been a lot of studies done against lockdowns and stuff, so I don't know that we'll ever see those again, but we shouldn't. But uh, masking and all that, that could be quick. As soon as they, you know, get whiff of another virus that could go worldwide, they might uh, they might bring masking back real fast. We'll we, see. Lived, we lived in Asia, and that was 20 years ago. And if somebody had a cold, they put a, they put a mask on. Yeah, like, maybe, it was maybe just, that'll be normal here now. It was I just don't know. common, like, courtesy idea that if yeah. you weren't feeling well, you wore a mask. The other issue that I'm seeing or hearing, uh, more hearing, I guess, is that there's going to be a lot of people who aren't ready to just be like, oh, yeah, it's all done. Like, they're not ready the today to just go to a restaurant and sit with anybody well, they're shell near them, which is, like, kind of crazy to me, but, like... I don't know. They've just been pushed so far one direction that now they're like, no, I, I well, can't if, accept this. What is it? They say it they takes six weeks to build a habit. Maybe. And you've ingrained this into these five, two years, <laughs> four, five, six, seven year old kids that, yeah. you know, you have to be two meters from everybody. Walk with your arms out. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck is that? And well, it's just a lot of places have really ended crazy. school masking. Uh, which is good, but Ontario still hasn't. Quebec announced end of masking at school March 7th. Oh, really? Which is big. And that's the only thing they've announced. That's amazing. That's they're, really cool. They're actually keeping vaccine passports till the 14th, but getting rid of school masking by the 7th. Whereas we're done with vaccine passports here, but there's no announcement on masks yet. I don't know. Interesting. It has been really an interesting journey. So it's like... I hope we're done, but I, I'm not getting my... The best part is all those different, with all those different like announcements, everyone's choosing a different path, mm-hmm. but they all say they're following the science. <laughs> <laughs> just different science? I don't know. Anyway. How much of that is just spin doctoring? Like how much of that is just like, this well, is what we say. Like, well, the science says. Or the science can support what you want it to. I guess. Or, <laughs> or we're going to keep doing masking and booster shots until we've we've used up our full supply and then we'll be like okay i think we're done now well i think How we, often, of like, is we often like to think that science <laughs> equals black and white but it doesn't always like you know <laughs> you can only serve one master it's either god or money like <laughs> i i'm pretty sure that's what jesus said and it seems like there seems to be something going on here that seems to be more about dollars than science right all right, well, what do you want to talk about today? That was a random <laughs> conversation. Thanks, everybody. Um, well, we had uh, taken a break to look at some of the different topics that we wanted to explore. We wanted to kind of map that out and be sure that we were on on focus for what people we think is relevant to what everyone's going through. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of compiled a massive brainstorm list and we've worked through some of those topics and we've chatted about them with ourselves and asked a few people their feedback. So I think we have a plan going through here where we're going to try and get through almost to the summer, right? Yeah. You and I? Till like, June. Yeah. Try and get through to there. So this is kind of like, I don't know, it's not like a new season. Like some podcasts have, hey, welcome to our next season. And it's like, that's not us. But we have- no. a, 
a renewed plan for the next few months to get us into the camp season and uh, to a point where, you know, we hit that next busy season for ourselves. Uh, February has been really busy. Yeah. So the first, I think the first topic we were going to talk about uh, is how do we, what's the topic? The topic is mentoring, but not just like, it's a really important topic that we have mentors in our lives. Uh How do we move past the shadow of that mentor or how do we move beyond? um, How do we take what the mentor has given us and then apply that to our lives and move beyond? Okay. Well, I'll probably title it moving beyond our mentor. Okay. You want to go off that? <laughs> sure. Moving beyond. Okay. Moving beyond our mentor. Um, so the first step in that is that we assume people have mentors. Yes. That's a big that's assumption. That's a huge assumption <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people because a lot of people don't have mentors and we don't even know what a mentor is. Mm-hmm. So like if I would say, Zach, uh, you know, name one of the mentors in your life and, and what made them a, a, a mentor for you and were they a good mentor? Right. What would you say? Like, how would you come back with that? Like, what's your definition of mentor? Do you want me to answer that? Yeah. Why not? Uh, wow. You really put me on the spot, eh? Well, that's the whole point, isn't this? Didn't this is have conversation. Any prep for that question. Huh? Well, this is a conversation we're having that we're having. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, you've been a mentor. Thanks. Yeah. Good or bad? <laughs> or Mostly just a mentor? good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes a tour mentor. Yep. Nice. Uh, wow. Is that or where that comes from? <gasps> We're going to have to come back to that. No, anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. What did you, what was the other part of the question? <clears throat> How would you define mentor then? Um, like really short, I would say like a life coach, a personal life coach in a sense. Personal life coach. Okay. Um, if I was doing a longer explanation, it would just be someone that you meet with or talk with regularly that, um, that gives you advice and helps you with your walk through things. <laughs> and you may have like a mentor for a specific. So like you maybe have one that's more just personal or maybe you have one that helps you with like work or maybe you have one that helps you with like certain things or maybe you just have a mentor that helps you with everything or anything. Um, maybe you have one that's spiritual and helps you walk through your biblical or spiritual journey. Um, like it could be like a specific, like a, a, a focused mentor, I guess is what I'd say. Most people probably just have like a, a general one who would help them with with everything. <laughs> um, but I guess like in, in my mind, it's someone who helps you via coaching. What would you say? I would call that a coach. Yeah. More than a mentor. Fair. Like, I think a mentor is someone who actually lives life in front of you. Right. Um, like if I'm coming up with a short definition, it's like someone that lets me have a window into their life, mm. shares their life with me, is a mentor. Um, mm. And they, they could, what it, it does is it allows me not to have to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. in my life. It's adding value. And it doesn't always have to be consistent training. I had a mentor in my life or someone I would consider a mentor in my life. Um, When we were first married and we moved to Mississauga, we lived with a family in Mississauga. We we rented a basement apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, This person was um, 
chairman at the church where we were going to and uh, and also my landlord and, and we were friendly with them, but I wouldn't have called them a mentor. But there was two key discussions where he was intentional about saying to me, like pulling me aside and saying, you need to realize X. I see this in your life. This is what I've done in my life and where I missed out on an opportunity. You should be aware of this in your life. Right. It was very intentional. So there was an intentionality about it of sharing their lives, their story, and seeing something in me and speaking to that. Right. But it wasn't like we went into a coach, like, here's the things I want you to do, and you should read this book, and this is the things to do to improve yourself. Right. It wasn't a coaching situation. Mm. Or it wasn't like, um, I was like, oh, wow, this is so uh, rich that I need to go and write this in a journal and put it on, you know, the address signature in my email so that everybody sees it when I send them an email. Yeah. Um, but it was life changing. It was like, Hey, like taking me aside and saying, you know, what do you see here? And what do you think this is going to look like in five years? And can right. you, you seem to have a gift for vision. Can you start to see this? Right. Mm. Or they came to me and said, there's a, there is this thing in your life and you do this. And I see it and I couldn't even see it. I was, I was 15 years before I even discovered that that person was speaking truth to me in that moment. Right. So to me, that was a real key mentoring moment. It's a person I couldn't even find on Facebook now. Like I don't even know where they are. Crazy. Um, so a mentor doesn't always have to be like an intentional relationship, but there's really important, like nobody, when I was growing up, nobody talked about mentors. As a, as a teenager and a young adult, no one encouraged me to find a mentor. Hmm. Like, I just watched pastors. I thought I was going to be a pastor, so I watched pastors. And I wanted to see how did they speak and how did they lead and how they do these things. And I started reading some leadership stuff. And I'm like, oh, a lot of the pastors I see don't actually follow these leadership principles. Hmm. Or they don't go beyond X. Right. Uh, but I couldn't find someone to actually coach me in that or someone who would say, yeah, I'm a pastor. Come watch me live my life. There are very few of those that would so do that. So what does a mentor do that a coach doesn't or vice versa? Well, I think a coach is, is really intentional about getting you from one place to a next. Yeah. Um, whereas a mentor is more like, I see something in your life and I'd like to add that to mine. Can I talk to you about that? How did you get this ability or this quality in your life? How do you build these things? So sometimes that mentor crosses into a coaching relationship. Right. But a coach is very specific. Like I want to add X to my life. Okay. You need to start eating regularly, good foods. You need to start exercising regularly. You need to make sure you're getting good sleep, drinking more water, whatever. Those are coaching tips, right? Wait, so you're saying mentor just uses like their own life as and their own experience yeah, I think as we, like the backing for what they're saying? Yeah, I think so. Like so kind of one and the same. It's just the approach is slightly different. But anyone can be a mentor. If you're willing to share your life with me, right? you can be my mentor. Where it's not like... Not everyone can be a coach. Put, yeah. You can't always give mm. good advice. You can't always help someone move from A to B. 
But you can always say, well, this is what I did. Maybe you can learn from that experience. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There's been times where someone has asked me something and I go, I have no idea. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what to even say, but here's what I did. And maybe you can help, that can help you. And this is how it turned out. So if you do what I did, you might make the same mistake or you might have the same win. Right. But it's not a guarantee. But you're keeping them from having to try and reinvent the wheel. You're like, Mm. well, this is the wheel I used. So a mentor relationship, the relationship seems like a good thing. I think we can agree it is. Yeah. Why the heck would we want to move past it? I think what happens, well, that's a good question, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) I think what happens is, is sometimes we become our mentor. We spend so much time with them that we want, we begin to emulate them. Instead of reflect. Instead of reflecting off of their wins and losses. Okay. Uh, We don't know how to end that relationship because Hmm. um, sometimes it's tough, tough, it's turf tough blah. it's tough to put an end date on right. a relationship yep well you don't have to put an end date on it necessarily but no but but it might change to become a peer relationship right or there might be a moment where you're like there's something here can we can we dig into this for the next four weeks can we meet every thursday for the next four weeks i'll buy you coffee i have a few questions mm-hmm. you want to get the best experience with a mentor and so if you're really trying to and and in that case maybe you're moving them into a relationship where they're more coaching you for a period or it's just a a chance to like intentionally see what's going on in their lives like oh you mentioned this thing i want to know more about that how do we ask these right questions um but then allowing an end to a season is really important Right. I guess I get what you're saying. And why, why is emulating so bad? So here, like ultimately, <clears throat> like if we have a mentor, we usually look up to them for good reasons. <laughs> yeah. And so, so why uh, would you not want to be like them? So an obvious one is probably like a youth pastor, right? Sure. Someone who you really connect with, let's say you really connected with a youth pastor or a teacher at school Yep. or, um, those are good examples. Yeah. Or you yeah. or a parent. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah. I mean, many your best people, friend's parent, many people, their right. first mentor is their parent. Right. Um, so why would you want to move past them? Why would you not want to be like them? Well, like if I want to be like my youth pastor, um, am I just, I'm not them one. I'm not them. I need to really be me. Right. Right. They have seen something in me. Maybe they've invested in me and, and I, I've never been invested in before. That feels amazing. And so, but am I, am I just pursuing then that emotion? Investment. That, that invest, like right. someone caring for me in a way or see, or pushing me in a way I've never been pushed before. Right. You have a hockey coach who, who takes extra time to, you know, I see something in you. Let's really work on your stride. Right. Can you stay yeah. afterwards? I'm going to teach you about this or I'm going to show you a trick I have with my stick. Right. How to, how to really get the puck up fast or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not a hockey guy, yeah. but you have a coach that invests in you that way. And you're like, Oh, I just like, I like that changes me. Now I'm going to be a hockey player forever. I just want to be you. Oh, right. Right. I just want to be, I just want to be insert youth pastor now. 
Yeah. Gear. So now, like, you get to grade 12, and you're like, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to Bible college. I'm going to be a youth pastor, just like so and so. Just like Cindy, just like, just like Jim. Right. Like, Pastor Cindy and Pastor Jim, they were the best two people I ever right. did see. And I don't want to be like that. I want to, I want to go and become a youth pastor and invest in kids like they did with for me. Right. Like, okay. But you're not pastor Jim. You're not pastor Cindy. Like you're, you're you. What if we have an interest in becoming a youth pastor? So we get a mentor who's a youth pastor. Is that bad? Is that a trap? Because now we're like trapping ourselves in this idea of like, well, I already knew before I wanted to do this thing. So now I'm being mentored and invested in by the person doing that thing. Is it going to be really hard not to just be them? How Like, is that a bad idea? Or is it a good idea to pick a person in that situation? So it's not a, a bad idea to try it out. Yeah. What happens is we'll lose ourselves. Right. So how do you stop? So that you from desperately happening? want to be like Pastor Jim, or you want to be like, um, my dad's the best mechanic there is, and I'm just going to become a mechanic like my dad. Or, um, you know, my mom wanted to be a lawyer, but she never got that opportunity, so she's pushed me to be a lawyer. Um, I, I want to be, you know, just like, um, whatever. So how do we stop ourselves from? emulating or becoming that person. I think it's really important that we take time to recognize what they've given us and also what they've questioned in us. Okay. And what this is, is like, I need to know me. And that's a really tough situation to be in, but you need to start asking good questions about yourself. Like what have I learned from that person? Where are, what are their limits? Right. How do I move to the next spot? Because for, for every pastor, Cindy at youth, there's another church with a different pastor, Julie, who has different skills and abilities and is just as effective in ministry because God's put her there, but she does it totally different. Mm. So right. I learned what I learned from pastor Cindy is great, but now it's time to move over and learn from pastor Julie. And maybe I'm going to learn something different here. Yep. And they, they go about it totally different, but get same results. Right. So what what's the key ingredient there? And so that's where yeah. I think we need to start asking questions about like this is good and that's good stuff. But are you have you lost yourself in trying to become him or her? How do you move beyond that? So a mentor that's really helping you is going to be one that like sharing their life with you is showing you their wins and successes and their losses and their, their failings. Yeah. Like, cause you learn from your mistakes, right? So you can learn from their mistakes, but then you need to go and make your own mistakes. You need to move out from their shadow and actually take that risk and move into that place of like, okay, I'm going to, to get some experience. I'm going to pursue my own pleasures and joy like what are the things that give me pleasure and joy not just what they did right but where did, what was it about what they did that gave me that sense of self and where do i find that in other places mm. yeah i get what you're saying like usually i learn most from making mistakes or some of like the best learning i've done is from that so the 
to not do that would be tough. Like I wouldn't really grow a ton as a person if you don't learn from your own mistakes. Um, not to say that you can't learn from the mistakes of someone else though as well, but you're going to have to make your own, I guess at some point. Yeah. I think when we fail to learn from the mistakes of others is when we've, we've killed history, right? right? Like they have a story and their story gives us those mistakes so that we can learn from them. We see generational mistakes that happen in families, right? And you can see where, oh, they make the same mistake as their grandparents, as their parents, as their, they're like, oh my yeah. goodness. Like you haven't learned from their stories at all. I mean, I guess. That's if, failing then. I guess I was just thinking like ultimately if you try to emulate someone else or like be your mentor, at very best, you can hope to be a worse version of them because you're never going to be as good as them at being them. So at best you'll be a slightly worse version of what you're trying to be. So that's not a very good goal. (laughs) Ultimately a mentorship relationship should allow you to be slightly better than the person that's mentoring you because you can learn from them. A great example is, is becoming a new sales rep, let's say. Yeah. And so you're spending time with us in a senior sales rep, you know, this, you're going to spend time with the senior sales rep because they're so experienced and they're so good at this and they have great numbers and you're spending time with them and you realize all they do is focus on the numbers. Yeah. They're just driving for a sale at all costs. And you're like, well, that, that doesn't fit with who I am, but I want to be successful. I want to fit in and, and I want to stick around yeah. But you realize that the the thing that motivates them, the thing that's behind their the reason for doing it, it's just it's just money or it's just um to always be on the top or to always be the 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 big dog or to always be the you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, "Okay, so if I pursue that and emulate them, and now I've lost myself." And so you don't want to do that. Yeah. You don't want to compromise who you are. So it's not just a matter of knowing and taking risks for yourself, but it's also an, a, a sense of like, do I know myself? Not just my IQ, right? My intelligence, what I'm capable of doing. Yeah. Not just my skills and talents, but do I know myself emotionally? Like what, where do I need to grow emotionally? Like maybe it's time for a new mentor. Right. Like, okay, I've, I've learned from Pastor Julie. Now I need to spend time with Pastor Jim because he has something else to teach me about my emotional growth or my spiritual qualities or whatever. It's not saying that you can't be a good youth pastor (laughs) like them, but you need to be Zach as you go about this. So what does the Bible say about mentorship? Because when I think about it, I think about Jesus. And the funny thing about that is that we are supposed to be like Jesus. That's the one mentor we're supposed to emulate. So that's confusing. Why? I just, we're talking about not emulating your mentor, but our ultimate example is what that's what we're supposed to do. Or is that because that's the only one that is worth emulating and that's why it doesn't work with anybody else? I think you, you're looking at that, like Jesus, if you're looking at Jesus as just a mentor, 
then I think you've missed the point. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, in this context, that was the point of it, but yeah. Sure, but so then I would go to, to that example and say, okay, how did he mentor? And what did he say? And what did he do? And how did he treat those he was mentoring? Yeah. So what did he do? He taught them. Mm -hmm. And then he said, go and just go and try. Right. Go off, grab a buddy. Two of you go out and try this. I've given you the authority to do it. If you just go try it, just go do it. Right. We'll meet back here in 45 days. <laughs> right. So go do it for a month and a half and see what happens. We'll see you in six weeks. Like that would be pretty intense. Like we've only been talking for a couple of weeks here. I don't even know what you do. Yeah. Oh, well, here's how you pray and just ask God for the power. And I'm telling you, you have the authority. Just go do it. That's crazy. How many of our mentors just kick us out and say, go do it. We'll see you in a month and a half or we'll um, see you in the fall. Let's grab coffee again in the fall and see how it's going. That would be kind of like feel, seem lazy. Why? I just would. I don't know if it would be like I've given you what you need. Move on. <laughs> Go do it yourself yeah. now. And then when you've tried it and you've had some success and you've had some knockdowns, then come on back and let's talk about what happened. We only right. had three years together. And you're like, like he knew that, but he sent these disciples off to try things on their own all the time. So if we're looking at Jesus as a, as a, a mentor, as a model of that, he's going to say, learn from me and try it. Here's the kingdom of God. Go live it. So is he more of a coach or a mentor? Yes. In different places, he is both those things. Yeah. Like if you think of, for me, with his disciples, he's coaching them. Mm -hmm. He's like, I, you're, you're the team. Yeah, he really is coaching them. He's not but, using his personal experience because he doesn't have it yet. Right. He's getting it as they as they go. Right. But at the same time, but in the mentorship way, he's like walking the walk and showing right. them the way. So I so. think of Nicodemus. And mm -hmm. and I think the what was the chosen did a great job of showing like here's a yeah. guy who just is like, I have questions for you. And yeah. he shows up at night and Jesus is like, Okay, let's talk. Yeah. Here's here's what I can tell you. Here's where I think you got it wrong. Right? Are you willing like just come, come follow me? And Nicodemus is like, I I can't. But here's there's Jesus in a very mentoring moment. Like here's yeah. where, you know, here's some things I think I would tweak. Here's here's where I think you're you're missing the mark, Nick. Nicodemus, yeah. Right. <laughs> or or Zacchaeus, right? Yeah. Like, he's walking through the town, he looks up and he sees Zacchaeus in a tree. He's like, seriously, dude. Get out of the tree. Like, let's go have lunch. Yeah. How great of a mentoring moment is that where he's just like, I see you. One, I see you. Two, let's go eat. Three, I don't care where you've been. Yeah. But I see something in you and I want to change the direction that you're going. That's a great mentoring moment. He's not coaching Nicodemus. He's not saying, here's where you like, man, I'd love to know what that conversation was because it changed Zac or Zacchaeus' life. Yeah. Like, I wonder what they talked about over lunch. We'll never know. We'll never know. But but that's a great mentoring moment for me in Jesus. Like, take time to see people. So if you're a mentor, if you have the opportunity to be a mentor, 
You need to take time to see somebody and speak into their life. Right. I see you. I see what good you could do. Or I see this good thing in you that maybe somebody else has missed. And here's a chance for, for you to change, to redeem, to try a different direction. Yeah. That's not a coaching moment. It's a mentoring moment. I think, so I think that's where it's really important because we'll hang on to a mentor. And, um, and there comes a time where maybe that moves from mentoring into friendship. Like you said earlier, like we become peers and we moved into a friendship moment. Maybe it becomes a coaching moment. And then we enter into like a social contract together. Like let's meet for 10 weeks and we'll do this book study or we'll go through a series of questions that you're going to bring and I'm going to bring and we'll move through that for a specific reason. We want to grow your spiritual discipline or we want to see you achieve better leadership or achieve the perfect slap shot. So I have a question for you. Yeah. A Bible study leader. Okay. You know, one for youth, like we typically see. Um, are they a mentor or a coach? Like which one do you think they often actually end up being and which one do you think they should be? A Bible study leader. Yeah. So here's our Bible study leader. Yeah. They are in our group. Uh, so are you thinking about thinking like Fred who is in university and they are the Bible study leader for these grade 10 boys? Okay. So then Fred in that situation is more of a teacher. Okay. So then, then a coach or a mentor, right? Like they're going to come in and and have prepared to go through the conversation and actually teach them something. But teaching would be more towards the coaching. I think it's more towards a coaching situation where he's maybe mentoring them is like Fred sees that one of the guys is more excluded and yeah, now but, he's coaching them on or he's mentoring them on how do we be in, in a, a family right but the mentoring would also be more maybe with people in that group but more outside of the group setting it would have to be more it's more on a smaller group or individual setting i think it's really hard to be actually a mentor not a coach or a teacher to a large group all at once Yeah, I think so. Right. It's really tough to to share yourself, to be intimately like a personal. Yeah. And share your 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 mistakes. Not that it's impossible, but no. it's just a lot harder. Yeah. And I'm learning a lot about how to be a vulnerable leader without being like sharing all my crap. Yeah. <laughs> like this isn't my chance to find therapy. Like this isn't my therapy session yeah. where I'm unloading all my crap on you, but there's also an important part of being vulnerable and saying like, I- I've made mistakes and yeah. this is one of the mistakes I made. And I think it can help you not make this mistake. Right. And here's why. And here's where, and then you kind of move, but you move back into that teaching moment. Right. From that mentor moment. So it is tough to mentor a group as a mentor. Do you think that our, yeah. You think that in general, when you see Bible study leaders, that they do a good job of that, or do you think we get sucked into that they think they're doing a mentor role and they they mix them up? 
and they try to do things they shouldn't or try to be a mentor to too many at once. So I think you're looking at two different situations. When you have that older person that's speaking into a younger Bible yeah. study, right? Or, or that experienced person. Like I go to a, a, a Bible study. Let's say I, I join a Bible study for uh, the fall with a pastor from church or a teacher from church. Okay. Okay. So in that situation, I'm going to them. We're going to learn together. If they show up and they're like, they want to talk and laugh and play board games and have supper together. Well, that's not why I signed up for this. <laughs> right. So that's a different situation maybe than having like an older university student speaking into a high school group of kids. Yeah. Um, I just was wondering if there was like, it, it always plays out the way it should or not. No, I don't think it ever plays out the way it should. <laughs> I think that there is, so what can we do? There's about learning that? to happen on both sides of that. Right. And part of it is just recognizing what role you're supposed to be in and not confusing that then. Yeah. And again, like, could that be them emulating something that was done for themselves? Right. Oh, Fred, I'm sure it is. Fred is trying to be like, Joe, who was his Bible study leader at one right. point. Yeah. And now he's he's like, well, that that meant so much to me when someone was my Bible study leader because, well, we met every week and we played video games for half an hour and then we ate donuts and then we read through the book of John. Yeah. And so what's Fred doing? Well, they're meeting and they're playing video games for half an hour and then they're eating donuts and reading through the book of John. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Fred knows. That's what Joe did, and now Fred's doing it. Because that's what Bob did before Joe. That's what Bob did before <laughs> Joe. Before yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And anyway, so it's like yeah. okay, but now you're just you. You're just being Joe, who's just being Bob. Right. And and poor Fred, isn't a great. He loves video games, maybe or donuts, but maybe not so much the Book of John, because mm. he never got actually anything out of it. <clears throat> so stop being Joe and be Fred. Yeah. Right? Like, stop and say, I don't actually understand the book of John, and it's too much for me. So I'm going to bring in Zach, who's actually going to teach the Bible study, and I'm going to host it because I'm really good with donuts and video games. How do I know when it's time to move on from my renter relationship? Uh... <clears throat> Like if you're the mentee, yeah, one being mentored, you don't know what you don't know, so you don't know when they have nothing more for you, right? So I think some of the there's a few things that I think would would help trigger that. One, you see an area in like you start to realize who you are, and you're like, okay, I I need to grow somewhere differently, and that's not happening in this relationship, right? So you're looking for other growth areas in your life. Two, I would say maybe seasonal. Like everything has a season. You move away to college. It's really hard to meet with somebody. You get yeah. a job in Vancouver. And it's like, well, I can't continue to meet with, with these guys back in Omara because I now live in Vancouver. So that's a good time to say, okay, I think it's time to stop meeting with Pastor So and So and start meeting with Pastor new guy in Vancouver. Right. Um, so the life itself will change. 
I also think too, like it's just good to get fresh voices. Yeah, it's true. And and you need to start pushing into who you are. Who am I? How has God right. made me? How am I designed? How do I be instead of do? Like, so, so not even just the fact of like <laughs> knowing when to move on. It's that like it's like a healthy thing to move on, and you should be continuously moving or or just switching up your mentor. But then here comes my next question because I'm going to assume you agree with what I just said. <laughs> how how short is too short? Like, is there an amount of time that you should commit to be mentored by somebody or to mentor someone? Like, if I ask for X person to mentor me or to meet with me or whatever, and we do that twice over four months and then that's it, that's probably not very impactful. So what's that? Is there a magic number that you have in your head or a number that seems good or a... What do you think about that? I think that that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's a magic number. Right. Again, like I said, there's this guy that was a mentor to me and I didn't even know it. Yeah. And now looking back on my life and the questions that he asked on those two different occasions were kind of seminal. Like if I could go back in time, like someday I'll track him down in heaven and thank him because sure. he's asked questions that I never asked. Um, you may end up in a situation where you don't even know someone's mentoring you. So like, how do you find somebody? Like if you intentionally seek someone out and you go out for coffee and you're like, this is like pulling teeth. This is a painful situation. Well, no. that's not something you're going to yeah, want to yeah, pursue. Yeah. More so like if you're, I'm more looking for like a, there's obviously a, a time that is too short where that is an, you're not like doing your due diligence on that. Like you're just like, you're giving up too soon or like on one end we're saying like, you should switch up your mentors. You should look for new ones. You should like, that's a healthy thing to do is to continuously look for new mentors or to be changing your mentors once in a while, that kind of thing. But there's obviously an other end to that where you can do that too much or too quickly. Yeah. I guess I'm wondering how we like know where that sweet spot is. Like to I me, I don't know that there is a sweet spot. To me, in general, it seems like, like, again, very in general. Like you said, that you can have those moments of someone could be mentoring you for a very short time. You don't know it, but to me, it seems like if someone's gonna really step into your life, it's kind of um, a disservice to to give them less than a year. Yeah, like. I think it's a, a very general lot. rule. Yeah, like, sure. Like sure. I, I think a year but, goes by pretty quick. And especially if you're, you know, in high school or in university, they're just walking through maybe one school season with you, maybe one school year, maybe, yeah. you know, and like who you are across your grade 12 year or across your year two of university is like really just like one person. Like you're not even like changing that much. Um, and so... To me, like that would be like kind of like the minimum I'd want to like give somebody, you know, and especially if you're, you're probably only meeting like once a month, depending how formal the relationship is. And so that's not that many times. No, it's probably only like eight or 10 times. Yeah. Because you're, you're on holidays in July and they're on holidays in August and yeah. it doesn't happen or, 
You know, you yeah, don't yeah. see each other at Christmas because life's crazy. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. But this, I'm just making this up. Like, yeah. I'm just... For sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that you can put a label on it or anything like that. Yeah. If somebody's willing to invest in me for a period of time, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. And I, and I love that. For me, because for me, it's really hard to start. I hate the catch up. I hate the, I want, I like when someone already knows everything they need to know. Like here, like here's all the things you need to know from my past to, to catch up to where I am now. Okay. Um, yeah. And like, that's more and less depending on who it is in the situation. But I just like, that's the part. So starting a new mentorship, that idea like, not stresses me out, but almost because it's just like this, I hate small talk and I just, I hate that idea of like catch up. So <laughs> that to me, I am, I'm more pulled to this like idea of a longer, um, yeah, a longer relationship. Yeah. And you may have those mentors in your life that are there for 10 years. Right. You, they may be a lifelong, uh, like you called them a life coach at the beginning. They may yeah. be a lifelong mentor. That is just someone that you meet with and they encourage you and they're listening to you and they're sharing their lives with you. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. Like there's no need to put a time frame on any of that. Let's just do life together for a while as long right. and see how long it takes. There may be people that you're intentionally seeking out because you're like, oh, I want to know about X. Right. I want to be yeah, a policeman. For sure. And so I meet with the police officer at church who's like, how did you get into this? And mm -hmm. what, what keeps you there? And why are you still doing this after 10 years? And yeah. And that's probably not going to last a long time. No, that's probably like once or twice you meet with them yeah. and, they, and they're going to speak directly into a specific situation, situation in your life. Yeah. Right. You're like, I want this in my life or yeah. yeah, you meet with somebody because you're like, Hey, I know you went and saw a counselor. And what was that yeah. like for you? And how did you do that? And how did you accept that you needed help? And right. like yeah, that's I was someone say, like mentoring into your life. Certain trauma and you meet with someone who's had a similar experience because that's sure. not easy like, to come Like how by. do I deal with this? And how do I fix this, this yeah. situation in my life? Because I can't fix it on my own. Um, how do I become a better leader when everything I lead seems to like people don't like the way I lead? <laughs> I need someone who's going to speak honestly into my life then. I mean, maybe try something else but maybe try something else <laughs> sure but those are tough tough yeah. conversations to have too and and then you're not looking at i don't want to meet for a year with somebody on how to deal with my trauma i need someone who can point me in direction to get help today yeah um yeah and, and there are and things happen right you have a mentor that betrays you or they betray mm. your life. Uh, I've been meeting with this person and, and I, I was trying to learn from them because, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing somebody and we're engaged and I'm meeting with this older person because I want to learn how to be a good husband. And then it comes out that they've had an affair. Right. And, and or they leave their family. And I'm like, wait a second. Well, we were, we were meeting on this stuff. Like, so I guess to me that would ultimately sum up why I think we have to be careful with emulating others because really tough when you really, when you, <clears throat> when you try to become somebody else or when you try to emulate them too much, you're putting your identity in them. And anytime you put too much faith or identity in a human being, 
you will be let down because we are human and um, not perfect. And so if you have too much of your like life pinned on somebody and they at some point will mess up and then that mess up is big enough or hurts enough to you, then that's going to really shake you at your core with who you are, which is not, I've seen it time and again. Like we've, there's famous examples to personal ones. Right. And like, yeah, really. And it's painful. Yeah. Especially when it's like Joe or Fred in your, your Bible study that you're trying to be like, and then they let you down. Yeah, for sure. It's like, well, yeah, but they're just, they're just guys leading a Bible study. Yeah. Or girls, you know, pastor, whatever, and she's she's in a situation. You're like, oh, that really hurt. You're like, well, mm-hmm. what's going on in her life? Like, you 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 can't, you know, she just, you know, her found out her mom has cancer and her her baby's sick all day, and mm-hmm. so she said something to you off the cuff, and you took that and it changed your world, and you're like, yeah, but you didn't get inside her life for that one moment to see where she was coming at. Yeah. And that's really painful too, right? You know, it's, it's, there's so much to this. I think that's why it's important that we, we understand that they are just that they're mentors. They're people that are sharing their life with us. Yeah. And to emulate them in some ways, well, they're coaching into, or they're speaking into, or they're sharing their mistakes so that you can grow and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. But then becoming that person, like they're not the inventor of the wheel. Right. They're just using a wheel that they found. Yep. And they're saying, maybe this is the shape you need. But they hand you a tractor tire and you're like, ah, this isn't going to work. I was just trying to put it on my bicycle. Mm. And like, okay, well then that's probably not the wheel you need. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's important to understand. Yeah. That, you know, that they're coming at it with a different perspective too. Any other thoughts? Because that was pretty good. I think the last note I had down here about this is that um, you need to kind of journey into self-awareness, right? There's a journey here into self-awareness. You need to be okay being you and not trying to be them. And, And so that can require experience and knowledge. But the last thing it requires is community. Yeah. Right. So it's important to have those mentors in your life. And I really recommend it. Like I didn't have those growing up Yeah. like late, like this is a late thing for me. Right. Right. If you can figure that out in your twenties and thirties. Great. I I had to figure it out in my forties and it's really tough. Yeah, for sure. Forties. I'm moving into 50 and I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is like, so community is really important. I think in this, like, do you have friends around you that you can have these honest conversations with? And they'll point you to somebody like, oh, you should go talk to so-and-so. Right. Do you have friends that are going to call you out on the on the, the healthy and the unhealthy habits that you have in your life? And are you going to listen to them? Do you have a community like a church community? Like there's people that feel the same way and act the same way and have the same faith that yeah. when, when a mentor lets me down, I can turn to that community. Yeah. Um, I think those are important things too. So it's not just about self-awareness, but it's having that community around you that, that is aware of yourself. Mm. Yep. Aware of your quote unquote self, not yourself, but your person. (laughs) And then, so those are important things. 
I think. And then at times you're going to need to find coaches. Yeah. You're going to find teachers because you're going to have to learn to learn what you don't know. And then you're going to need to find coaches that can help you get better at how you skate and shoot and how you skate and shoot at the same time <laughs> and yep. all those things. And there's people that can help you with that. It doesn't mean they're experts on one or the other. It's just they've they've learned some tricks and they can get you through it. And then you're going to need to move on to a better coach or a different coach because the voice you're hearing isn't effective anymore. Like, okay, I'm doing exactly what you're saying, but it's not working. So obviously I don't understand what you're saying. I need to find another coach. Like even mm. Tiger Woods was finding more coaches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even Wayne Gretzky didn't, or Sidney Crosby or LeBron James requires a coach. Yep. Right. True. And and they require a team. Then they can't do it on their own. Yeah. They need someone around them. So yeah. I Alrighty. think those are great things. That's all I've got. Yeah. Uh, a great resource for this is Lightning McQueen. Cars one, man. That was a Excuse great movie. Me? I don't know. I'm just being stupid now. Wow. I did recently watch it actually, but You did? My kid. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's a fantastic movie. We yeah, recently we watched re it rewatched like, it. Across five days because he can only watch for five <laughs> minutes at a time, but <laughs> got through it. Nice. <laughs> I like that movie. But it that is one that comes to mind about like trying to do it on your own or trying to be like X. Is I mean, it just something you can do? I guess. Yep. Anyways. Whew. Great cultural point. All right. Thanks. So, so <laughs> sorry about that. Is that it? I think so. That was a great conversation. Yeah. And if you have questions, ask, if you're looking for a mentor, ask, just ask people like I can make time for you. You can make time for somebody be that wants to have a conversation and yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, ask people in your life. I, I, that's it. Cool. See you in a bit. We'll chat soon. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.